What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Kurt and Bob Show. He's Kurt. I'm Bob. Curtis, it is Monday, August 1st, and we've got some big news dropping today. But first, we had some stuff come in, I believe, last week, right? The Debo deal happened yeah, last week? you got it. Yeah, Debo deal. Uh, towards the, It might have even been this weekend, to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me, let me check when the, the tweet was July 31st. Yeah, so literally uh, yesterday at 7 o'clock about is when Rappaport reported it here. So shout out Ian Rappaport. Good work. And uh, yeah, so Debo Samuel, three-year extension. So similar to Kyler Murray, right? So Kyler still had a year left on his deal and got his massive contract and Debo same difference. He still had a year left, but he now has a 3-year extension, so 4-year deal total. It's worth up to 73 and a half million with 58 million guaranteed. And from the start, I think this is exactly what Debo was looking for. And I think uh comparatively to the other receivers who have gotten paid this offseason, this is the receiver who deserved it the most because he's been more than just a receiver, as we've talked about so much, right? Yeah, I mean, I like to. I'd like to see, or I'd liked to see Terry McLaurin get his money. Sure. Thought it was a little bit much, but Debo, I think this is. I mean, he deserved it, plain and simple. So I'm sure he's happy now. And Forty ers I don't know. He. They got to get the ball to him, and I don't know if Trey Lance is that dude, but, like, you know, they may keep doing what they did with him last year, and maybe they have more success. Maybe it allows Trey Lance to – I don't know what Trey Lance is capable of, honestly. I don't think it's very much, but he could surprise me, and I think he could surprise a lot of people. But I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're going to get a lot out of Debo, um, basically, the same production that you got out of him from last year. So – you know, time to pay the piper. Fifty-eight million guaranteed. It's it's a lot of money, uh, but it's you know it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, like you said, worth every penny for Debo. How much of the offense he was for the 49ers last year? I'm sure fantasy owners everywhere are happy that we don't have to go into the season dealing with a you know dramatic situation, right? Because those situations that they do, they can play into the season sometimes where a player doesn't get paid and then all of a sudden they're in street clothes one game and there's you know drama going on. So I'm really glad that this uh, drama is settled. It seems like just last week we were talking about videos getting leaked of his mom talking about you know his contract or him talking to his mom over a, a FaceTime or something like that, right? And so it goes to show that all of that drama a couple months back is now all solved and we are good to move forward with Debo and the Niners with the Niners having a fully new offensive staff now since the most of their staff went to Miami. Uh, I doubt we will see that much of a difference in the play calling though as Shanahan is the offensive guru, right? So he is he's the guy who makes the final say there and I'm sure even more so now that Mike McDaniel is gone. So... I don't see his usage changing at all. Uh, I know he did say he'd like to be used less as a running back, right, Bob? Yeah, and they'll probably use him less out of the backfield mm. and and as more of a true wide receiver. But I still think that he's going to get jet sweeps. He's going to get oh, all yeah. these different types of, like... Uh, 
I mean, he's going to get his work from the backfield. Maybe not lined up in eye formation or anything like that, but <laughs> he's certainly going to he's going to get some work back there. Yeah, no kidding. Like in, you know, eye formation as a wide receiver, not often, not really ever done. But last year you saw it with Debo Samuel where he would just dot the eye there and take it right left in between the tackles wherever he wanted to go. So great deal. I'm sure they're going to, you know, be a little more reasonable with him because football is a game that will wear you down like over time. So how many more of last seasons can Debo have right before you start to see the wear and tear kick in and that is inevitable in the sport so uh it is very good to see him on a nice like guaranteed deal that not only protects him but you know also protects the 49ers from any any more criticism and lets the fans relax a bit now and focus on football training camp and what this rookie quarterback Trey Lance is going to do because Trey Lance is number one even though Jimmy's still on the roster technically Trey Lance is the number one guy going into this season so a lot to be a lot to be known with the 49ers this coming year I I honestly couldn't tell you Bob what, what would you just ballpark it out there what do you put the 49ers at end of the season let's pretend wins wise or yeah, what are we wise. you think they're you think they're just i in my gut i feel like i i don't know if i can trust trey lance enough and i feel like there's still some other uncertainties so i would honestly only put him at a 9 10 win team even with debo i was gonna like. say i i was literally gonna say nine wins i yeah. was gonna say you could okay. put him at maybe like 500 ish right around that win yeah like, we're you in know. the same boat then for that I yeah debo i think that maybe player. I think that they could. They made the playoffs last year. Yeah, they oh, yeah, they, they went all the way to the NFC Championship, right? They, yeah, they. It was a weird run, right? They were supposed to lose to the Cowboys. They didn't. They were supposed to lose to the Packers. They didn't. They were supposed to lose to the Rams, and they barely lost that one. So the Niners yeah. were a very quiet uh, playoff team last year, which sounds funny to say because that's uh, you know. The NFC was just so hyped up last year with the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Rams, the Cowboys. Like Those were the top five teams and not just the NFC, but the NFL, a lot of people were saying, myself included. I, I thought the NFC had the top five teams and uh, you know Tampa eliminated by the Rams early, Cowboys eliminated by the Niners early, Cardinals embarrassed by the Rams uh, in, the, in the Monday night playoff game, so... The guys that we thought were on top going into the playoffs really got kicked out pretty early, and the Niners were actually the ones who ended up making the run against the Rams. Uh, you know, unfortunately to no avail. But yeah, they they were a playoff team last year. But I, I think they've lost a, they've lost a lot this off season, and I don't trust Trey Lance just because uh, as a alumni of Kennesaw State University, I have seen what kind of football is played at that level, and it's. It's not pretty. It, it really is, to put it bluntly, it is not pretty football. So uh, we will see what Trey Lance does uh, this coming year, that's for sure. And 49ers fans can relax now. So uh, with that, Bob, I will get us into our more obvious story of the day, probably what everyone's waiting for who is listening, and that is the Deshaun Watson ruling has finally come. Now, this is not final. This is the ruling by the judge. Uh, it is a six-game suspension, and the NFL has three days to appeal this, and the NFL could appeal if they believe uh, that it is worth more. 
I find the case very interesting from the legal and the emotional standpoint are, are really on two opposite ends of the spectrum here. So, Bob, I'll, I'll let you start us off. What do you think with the six-game suspension here with Deshaun? Off the bat, too little. Way too yep. little. Needs to be a full season. You look at Calvin Ridley, he gets a full-year suspension for betting on his own yep. team. As a Falcons fan, just I think I, I just it's just laughable. And I understand you can look at the details and in, in the policies that they have, the NFL's, you know, their suspension policies and whatnot. But that it is an obvious and glaring issue then they that they need to change the wording in some of these policies and they need to change I guess just they need to set a precedent, and they failed at doing that, I think, with this whole Deshaun Watson thing. Yep. And they set a precedent with Calvin Ridley, and then for a full season, and then you give Deshaun Watson a third of the punishment mm-hmm. that that Calvin Ridley gets. And Calvin Ridley was throwing money around, dumb, you know, dumb money, betting on his own team. It's just, it's, and and then the Deshaun Watson is like, it's sexual misconduct. It's a so it's it's a such way more serious problem issue than yeah. betting on your own team in the NFL, and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the league, and uh I don't know. I mean, too little. That's all I have to say. Is too little. Yeah, it's been an exhausting spring and summer with all this, Deshaun stuff that's for sure and you know just a few weeks back we were both saying full season at least right then Deshaun's team came out a couple you know a month after we said that probably obviously not in response to us but uh that was the common uh state around the media is oh he will be suspended at least for a season you know that's not including fines or anything and Deshaun's team came out and said that they would sue if Deshaun Watson was suspended for a full season due to the fact that he still has yet to be convicted, and that really is what is just the the most irritating part about this case, I think, for a lot of people, is that it, it is very, you know, it, it is very easy to tell that, you know, whether or not he did one thing or the other, he is definitely, he's definitely had his share in this, and a lot of evidence leads back to him. The issue is the lack of physical evidence that says, got it, you know, he, we've got it right here, you know, about the best evidence we've had in this case for how many months it's been going on now, right, is the D- the Instagram DMs that were leaked uh, by him, and then the Houston Texans being found, uh, you know, paying for his hotel rooms to go have private massages in, which all of his activity is suspect, and that's what's so frustrating is it seems clear as day but there is no conviction he actually passed the you know he didn't get a criminal charge so he was relieved of that they're all civil cases left and it's it's so so frustrating because he has really said nothing to defend himself which i understand is probably the smart thing to do a lot of people put their foot in their mouths if they try to go too out on a whim right but um I just want to pick one piece out here by this is a you know statement from the judge here and she's so she said and I quote I am bound by standards of fairness and consistency of treatment among players similarly situated 
you know, the NFL argues that consistency is not possible because there are no similar similarly situated players by ignoring past decisions because none involve similar conduct. However, the NFL is not just equating violent conduct with nonviolent, but has elevated the importance of the latter without any substantial evidence to support its position. And I'll try to decipher the legal talk here, and that's basically saying that she's looking at the player conduct policy. She's looking at players who have violated it in the past, similarly Ben Roethlisberger, who Ben Roethlisberger was also served a six-game suspension for a similar case with one woman that that was settled out of court two years after his suspension. But that really seems to be the only uh, the only real thing to draw a parallel to. We had the Ray Rice situation as well, right, which I believe was only a two-game suspension. Uh, and then we have Tom Brady took a little bit of air out of a football, or the equipment staff took a bit of air out of the football, and that's four games. So Overall, if Deshaun does get out of this with a six to eight game, I think immediately by the NFL you say, "All right, you know, take it." But we're we're about to revamp this whole <laughs> this whole player conduct because it is yeah. it is very dated. It, that I think it's very fair to say that it is very dated, especially with just you know you should you should be able to be suspended from a league giving you all of this, you know, capital for just embarrassing a league. Could you imagine if a, if a, the CEO of Nike was on uh, Twitter all day, every day, just sending out controversial and, and ridiculous statements, right, and just embarrassing the company, not doing anything illegal, but just at being an absolute embarrassment? Like, the, the board would be able to vote him off, right? They'd be able to say, get out of here. Like, <laughs> so this is a situation where the NFL is kind of trapped by their own player conduct policy it's it's so hard to get around and it's it's very very frustrating right yeah and also keeping in mind i think i read that deshaun uh he can appeal as well i believe and i think that he is not going to because he trusts he or their his team was talking about how they they trust that the nfl system is fair and they have no doubts that, you know, whatever, whatever suspension comes his way, like mm-hmm. he believes that it will be fair and that it is he will serve his time or whatever, just to show that he trusts the NFL. I don't know. I'm I I don't really understand. I I understand his whole thing of not to appeal because mm-hmm. if he if he appeals. Sure, he might get his suspension lessened, but it looks really bad after everything that's already happened. Is like, dude, just take your six game suspension and eat it instead. Uh, which I think that's, I mean, that's the plan because it would just look a whole lot worse for him if he appealed. Um, I don't know. I I think the NFL should appeal. I'm not sure what would come of it. I'm not sure anything would come of it. Um, but I just, uh, it's just. Like I said, precedent needed to be set, and the NFL has failed once again. You bring up the Ray Rice situation. You bring up all these other situations where precedent was set, and it was set way, way, way too low. Yep. And then you see a Brady four-game suspension for the deflate gate. <laughs> and then you see a Calvin Ridley one-year suspension for betting on football. Yeah. And then you And then you look and you're like, how does that even equate? How are these... How? How? 
So, I don't know. It's it's not enough. Not yep. enough. It's not enough, and they probably will appeal, and I imagine they'll push for a season or eight, but it's it's also so hard because in the just for media's sake, they have to appeal, but I think deep down they know they aren't really going to get more than, I don't see more than eight games because if they go to a year... You know, Deshaun and his team uh, will sue back and most likely win due to the fact that, again, that lack of hard evidence. And that's that's what's so uh, so frustrating is is just that that lack of we just just one concrete piece of evidence. And this and this would be a closed case, a season or more on top of fines. Right. And that's, you know, to bring Calvin Ridley in. That's what got him caught is doing. I believe it was doing his taxes. Right. And. Uh, find, finding out that he bet on uh, bet on an NFL, an NFL game like a horrible parlay, like a six team, seven team parlay. It was it was a moronic bet. It was too. bad because he like, bet on the was, Falcons to win. Yeah, that's it, the problem. Oh, and and I think the parlay overall was just horrible. It, it was. Yeah. I, I don't know if he had any. It was just so funny to see because you know he was just thinking like a a regular person he forgot his <laughs> that he was in the NFL for a second uh i don't know you know he was on his the mental health leave right uh during that time uh he played what the first two games this season right and then Ridley had to step away from the game for uh whatever you know family or, or mental health reasons he needed to but it was during that time that he bet and you know placed a parlay and you almost wonder if someone did it for him or or you know what i mean like if he was with it with a lot of family it just seemed so ridiculous and yeah to get a year for that and i i it's interesting how stern the nfl is on the integrity of the game as in you know we do not rig games we do not you know anything of this and then you see it, these deshaun roethlisberger ray rice even uh even tyree kill a few years back right he got into some some weeds no suspension and no proof and that was all handled in-house but uh there was some weeds in his past as well with uh you know some domestic abuse um we'll call them allegations so uh yeah the precedent is definitely too low and after this Deshaun case, the NFL is going to have to restructure their whole player conduct policy because the the media is not a fan, and you know not just media, just people. There are many many people out there who just with their common sense think, okay, hold on, you know this this is a little ridiculous that this guy's getting suspended a year for for a parlay and this guy's getting six for 20 plus you know cases of uh alleged sexual assault and everything so it's very interesting uh we're definitely going to find out a lot in the next couple days here from the nfl and uh what what do you what do you think Bob? what do you think it's going to land on what do you think the final would be i would think May, the best I could say is eight games, but I think it honestly will stay at six. I, I don't I think see it'll it stay at six, too. I don't, I don't see it. I don't know. It'll sit at six. Yeah. And it is what it is. And I don't know. It would be different if I was sitting here as a Falcons fan and Deshaun Watson came to the Falcons. <laughs> Definitely. That's, but yeah. but here's the thing. is that's, that's really bad to say. And then, you know what? Some Browns fans are saying it already. You know, that's 
That's yeah, what it is. but here's the thing. Well, okay, so here's the thing: is as a Falcons fan, I would want him to play, but I I don't think I could honestly. I, if he came to, to the Falcons, it, would it really would. For. It really would. It would be like, uh, yeah, you know what? I walk that back. I walk that statement back. As you know, that's just that was. It's a terrible thing to say because, like, after I just am dogging on the man for, you know, all this sexual misconduct stuff, and it's, yeah, I walk that back completely because, realistically he deserves a full season suspension and I'm happy he's not an Atlanta Falcon because if he was, this would, I mean, I wouldn't want him on my team. I don't know. It's, it's it would be really team. tough. It's, it would be yeah. really tough to support this dude after the fact. And, you know, like you said, no hard evidence. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. No hard evidence and innocent till proven guilty is really saving Deshaun right now. Uh, and that's, you know that that's really all there is to say on it. It's this could keep developing. You know, maybe more uh, evidence will come into play here. There's still plenty uh, of time for a few of these cases, so this will always be on the the burner for the next few months. And uh, it's going to be interesting to if week seven. You know, assuming that it stays at six when week seven rolls around and he comes on the field, uh, I don't. Unless it's a home game, I, I guess I, I don't see many cheers, and I I find I find it would be difficult to even you know broadcasting it you know not difficult but you know what I mean it'd be hard to sit there and elate him right like oh Deshaun's here he's did he he's done this and this and this in his career so uh, it's gonna be a very interesting time because this is really the first you know very popular young QB to get in one of these situations since Ben Roethlisberger and Ben Roethlisberger was back in what it was 2010-ish uh, so media was far less prevalent it was you know a story for a couple days and then it was you know back to football so it'll be interesting to see how time does here with Deshaun Watson will people be over it by week seven will more come up to play it's yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see so with that we will transition off to sean unless you got any final comments bob no i do not i just nfl did a disservice to all the women that's what that's what i'll end it on yeah they, they're gonna have to reevaluate that player conduct that's for sure they that gotta is, look at it they have sure. to plain and simple they gotta re- restructure that somehow some way reword it at least yeah anyways that's enough of deshaun yeah enough of deshaun and into the next segment here and we are going to be doing redrafting the 2017 top 10 here so 2017 a fantastic draft class honestly pretty first round you see a lot of very except for the falcons except for Uh, the falcons who drafted to karis mckinley in front of the likes of uh tj watt david uh, and joku even tradavius white went right behind him Oh, man. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, 2017, man. This was the Deshaun Kaiser year. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. What a bust. 
I was a Deshaun Kaiser stan. No way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so in sorry. one game, <laughs> one. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember the game where Aaron Rodgers got hit in the head so bad, Deshaun Kaiser had to come in. Oh yeah. And then they got him all hopped up on pills or whatever in the locker room. He comes back out, and you know his post game interview. He he's like acting like a clown in his post game interview because they won the game. <laughs> yep. Um, Deshaun Kaiser came in and he played really good football for like the first drive that he was in. And I was, I think this was like freshman year of college. And I was like, I was with my roommates, Griffin and Colin. And I was like, oh, Deshaun Kaiser's got to stay in, bro. Like, he's got to stay in. He's playing way better than Rodgers was playing. And then they clowned me for it. And then he got pulled. And then Rodgers ended up coming in and winning the game. Yeah, Yeah, it was, um, yeah, they never let me live that one down. Oh, yeah. Deshaun Kaiser was a a nightmare for sure. I don't even remember where he went to college. Let's check right here. Notre Dame, Uh, I think. Notre Dame. Oh, I think you're right. Notre, yep, Notre Dame, you're right. Yeah, so with that, uh, we, we'll redraft it here. Bob, you want the first or second overall pick? I'll give, I'll give you your choice. Uh, or wait, are you – so we're so alternating we'll picks? We'll alternate picks if you want to do that, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll alternate. Um, go ahead and get number one because I feel like it's obvious. Oh, yeah. Uh, number one, Miles Garrett. The answer is yes. Uh, the Cleveland Browns took Miles Garrett first overall in 2017 – uh, I'd keep it. I, I really would. I, I know there really? is. I, I would keep it because he is one of those generational edge talents that you don't get every uh, every year, right? Um, and while the Browns at this time definitely had a need for quarterback with Deshaun Kaiser in the second That's... round, I this was still when the Browns were a little far out of you know being competitive, right? So Miles Garrett is a cornerstone piece to your franchise, and we've seen that to this day. So uh, that's a player that'll be there forever. And and you you never know if a certain other quarterback, not to spoil, uh, would have had the same production being thrown into that system opposed to sitting for a year behind. Uh, a guy like Alex Smith and a and a great coach and team there. So you th- you got to wonder about those things as well. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep Miles Garrett at number one. I I love I love wow. the pick. Thought it was fantastic. Interesting. I I I I do like the pick. Now I don't know that I would have stuck with it, but I I do I respect the decision. I just yeah. That's I mean Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett good, player. <laughs> good player. Good player. Good player. So that takes me to the number two overall pick, who, if anyone remembers... Um, the Chicago Bears are now on the clock. <laughs> and they selected Mitch Trubisky out of North Carolina. <laughs> I am not I am not keeping that pick. I am redrafting that pick, and I mean, we are... I, I mean, I go get Patrick Mahomes looking back on this now. I thought Patrick Mahomes, I, I like... Realistically, oh, everyone if, thought he was a bust back then. It was like, like Mahomes. I mean, it speaks for itself. But like, looking back on it now, you you give Mahomes with that pick. He's an like, anomaly. Plain yeah. and simple. He is. He is turned out to be the best quarterback in this draft. Although there is another great quarterback on the field in this draft who we just talked a little bit about a few minutes ago. But yeah. we'll get into that uh, for sure. For sure, which is. Uh, ironic i actually didn't know that this wow that's funny anyways that's good timing for sure and uh yeah no pat petty mahomes he's just transcendent talent like what he's got a half a billion dollar contract with the chiefs now right yeah 
And he owns part of the Kansas City Royals. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I think he owns the, the soccer team there, too, or something like that. I don't know. I mean, he could he could own the whole state if he wanted to. He had, I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure he will when he retires. But yeah, know, we uh, yeah he will have more than enough generational wealth. We'll call it for uh, for generations and generations to come after him. Uh, so number three here, we're gonna go San Francisco 49ers, and they drafted Solomon Thomas back in 2017 with the number three overall pick and. This, this is what is so crazy, is uh, Solomon Thomas, similarly, uh, I believe this was the same GM uh, who, is, who is now over at the Jags. It's GM or coach, uh, someone who makes those decisions, and I watched a segment on this, how people thought the Jaguars were going to take Trayvon Walker number one this year because of the draft record of the, of the GM or coach, because he's always chosen the bigger you know, more dominant looking prospects over maybe the more clear cut uh, edge rushers like there were uh, in this draft. So I'm just going to replace Solomon Thomas here at number three with another edge rusher. And we go TJ Watt, number three. uh, Oh, yeah. So, you know, I can't believe TJ Watt, he was drafted 30th in the first round. So still a first rounder, but 30th. Taco Charlton was taken before him. (laughs) To Karis McKinley, I won't spoil too many other picks, but yeah, it's it's crazy how, uh, the players that were drafted ahead of T.J. Watt and how he's turned out. So I think he's a clear-cut number three overall pick there to the Niners. Could you imagine? I mean, they. I mean, T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, imagine that. Yeah, I, I, I'm just their defense. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Oh man, Nick Bosa is so good too. Yeah, it's is. crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah, that'd be crazy. So, I mean, I, I respect the pick 100% there. Yeah, you've got a controversial uh, pick up here because I think this is a great pick, but the team really didn't pan out here. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be honest here at four. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars and Leonard Fournette at the running back position out of LSU. Great I'm keeping this pick. Yeah, I love it. Great. I love I, it. I'm keeping it. He's a, good, he's a really good running back, and the Jags just – oh, my gosh, they fumbled – just him as a player as a person it was yep i mean unbelievable it went didn't they release him yeah no it was it was a mutual parting basically with leonard fournette you know jalen ramsey they trade to the rams yeah people forget how good the jaguars were in like 2017 28 like they were a playoff team they were they were a pass interference Blake call. Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake Bortles at Jags. And they were a pass interference <laughs> call against the Patriots away from being in the AFC Championship, or it might have even been the Super Bowl. Like, the Jaguars have this horrible, just, you know, uh, rain cloud over their franchise's head, and it's just such a dark, stormy rain cloud. Everyone forgets how amazing they were <laughs> in 2017-18. You know, that was Miles Jack. Uh, in his prime on the defense, the Jaguars' defense could not be stopped, and man, it, they were they were electric to watch, and it was so awesome. It felt like they were turning the corner as a franchise. And what do we have last year, Bob? Good old Urban Meyer, right? So put him right back down. Oh man, but yeah, no, I I would keep the pick too. I, I think that's a great, you know, Leonard Fournette to this day. He's good. Where would you put him? You think he's a top ten fantasy running back or and just NFL running back right now? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely top top ten fantasy for sure. 
I would say he's, I mean, goes from Jacksonville to play with Brady and has now won a Super Bowl as well. It's like to note that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And realistically, there's an, you know, there's another big name running back later down here further. And honestly, like with both their track records, (laughs) Fournette is just like, I don't know. Yeah. Fournette has proved, I mean, he's got a Super Bowl. So that, that speaks for itself. Anyways. Um, so that takes you to number five. It does, and I just want to say this draft, and and it's not really in the first round, but if you dig a little deeper into the second, third, and, and even the fourth, there is some talent at the running back position that was in this year's draft class. It's actually pretty astounding to look back at. Um, Bob, I'm going to read you some names from the fourth round. Even these are some fourth round running backs that went in this year, 2017. Uh, we got Tariq Cohen, we've got Jamal Williams, we've got Wayne Golliman, we've got Marlon Mack. Like these are guys that have had like good season or two stints that dropped all the way yeah. to the fourth and in this draft. So there's some talent Dude, and oh yeah. Tariq Cohen, man. Yeah. Oh, I love Tariq Cohen. Isn't I think he, he actually again? I think he just tore his ACL yeah. literally on like oh. Instagram live or something like that. I watched that video. It was bad and people were like he I don't know if I watched it or if too. I. He was. Yeah, like he, he just recovered. He's a baller. Yeah, he's a baller. Like, and he came out of nowhere, out of nothing. Like, just his story is crazy. Yep. So I love Tariq Cohen. I was so disappointed when I heard about that. I picked him up a few years back as like a, just to have on my fantasy team, and he ended up doing. He ended up starting for me on a couple weeks and doing pretty well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was. Man, that Tariq Cohen name. Man, I feel so bad for him. He's oh, such a good too. dude, too. He, he just yeah. got off, and, in, and he got injured right at the start of last season as well and made his way back from injury, then tears uh, his Achilles in a Achilles tendon in a warm-up this spring. You know, like oh, so it was Achilles, not ACL. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, let me see. I'll hit it again just to be sure here. I think you're right because um, I think his – Yeah, Achilles. Yeah, yeah Achilles. So – just just so brutal. You, you hate to hear those stories, especially with a guy as talented as Tariq Cohen there, for sure. Uh, it's great. Aaron Jones was a fifth-round running back in this draft class. Like, how Man. Like this this draft class was loaded with running back talent. I'm scrolling through uh, pro football reference here, looking at uh, just all of them, and, and it's unbelievable. Um, so back to, back to our top ten here. We've got our fifth overall pick, the Tennessee Titans. They took wide receiver Corey Davis, who has been mid-tier, bottom mid-tier. He's now a receiver on the Jets. I think he's their number one or number two. Uh, I mean, I guess not with what Gavin Wilson went there, right? Or which one? Where? It was, where? Uh, the Jets. Gavin Wilson, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gavin Wilson this year, so... Corey Davis, uh, he was drafted, or Gavin Wilson was from this year's draft. Yeah, Corey Davis from 2017, but he's also on the Jets. So, uh, Corey Davis, I'm gonna have to, gonna have to bench him here. He's a he's a mid mid draft wide receiver. I, I can't take it here. And if you're the Tennessee Titans. You know, you, you've got Derrick Henry already. You don't have to worry about that. You know, what What would I want as the Tennessee Titans? And, you know, for me, I think you, you have to take this. I'm going to – okay, I won't go – yeah. You, you have to take this. You have, you have to, you have to, you have to, have to. 
Marshawn Lattimore. I put him at five. I mm. I think he's he's unbelievable. He's mm-hmm. he's an anchor for the Saints, an absolute anchor. They can rely on him whenever. I think he's a phenomenal corner and arguably the best corner in this draft class. There are a couple good ones that went in the first round here uh, that I won't spoil, but I would take Marshawn Lattimore number five because the Titans last year. I just remember seeing them. They were down to their you know. Their corner position was it was a bit tough to watch if you weren't watching uh, Nick Farley who got injured uh, and he was a rookie last year as well. So uh, imagine if they had Lattimore there and had him contracted up right, the Titans might actually stand a chance in a playoff game. But if they they are allergic to playoff wins unless Derrick Henry goes for two hundred plus yards. So that's uh, that's who I would take there. Yeah, I uh, I like that. I do like that. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick. Good pick moving Lattimore up. Um, he deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, he's he's a really good corner. So. Yeah. Um, then that takes us into pick number six, the New York football Jets. <laughs> they took Jamal Adams, safety out of LSU, and I'm keeping the pick. I mean, I think about, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not even a question. I think. I mean, his time with the Jets was really. I'm surprised you're was, keeping him there. Really? He was, he was, Why? He was electric. He 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 really at his peak. He was electric. Yeah. Uh, you know, he definitely is. I feel like he's fallen off. Yeah, he he has fallen off, and he's a bit injury. He's gonna be playing. Did you see the news on Jamal Adams? Actually, this is a good time no. to break it. Um. Jamal Adams like broke a finger or something in training camp. Oh, I did camp. see that. Yeah, and he's going to be playing yeah. the whole season with a special cast on one of his fingers so he can keep playing because he doesn't have time uh, to sit games out for the Seahawks because the yeah. Seahawks need every win they can scrape and they need every player they can get uh, into this coming season here. So, uh, yeah, Jamal Adams, uh, you know, very, very timely uh, draft here as well for him. So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll I- retract. I, th- I, I think keeping him if they could have worked out their differences emotionally you know the Jets right. and him uh it definitely would have been a solid pick to to keep there and build around so he is a good building piece you're right yeah I think I mean I'm giving these teams the benefit of the doubt here's how I'm I'm looking at this sure. is if I think they had a good pick I'm gonna stick with that pick. Sure. Okay, That's but fair. it, That's you fair. know, like the the Mitch Trubisky with the Bears, I think that was a, yeah, a that failed one. experiment. Absolutely. So I think that one's an obvious, you know, yeah. And and I think Jamal Adams, the Jets, you know, that was that was a good pick for them. And then ultimately, you know, looking back on it, didn't end up out. You know, he's no longer with them, so mm-hmm. it didn't work. But you know, I I think that it, good intentions. That was a good pick. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I'm I'm gonna have to agree. He was coming off a hot season at LSU there too, so uh, that was that was another great LSU team. That was Fournette, uh, Travis Y, Jamal Adams. Like they were, yeah, they were good. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, and you know, I'm gonna kind of follow suit here with number seven. The Los Angeles Chargers selected Mike Williams, who I remember at the time people were saying was an absolute reach. They couldn't believe it. You know, number seven overall for a receiver. But I think Mike Williams is 
the true the true anchor of that offense and i've said anchor twice now but i promise i'm not overusing it like he mike williams is that dude there if you go watch watch the raiders chargers game at the end of last season and see the he ripped it out of two you know double coverage you know he has been such a great target for herbert and what a great investment for the chargers here uh, there are, you know, some defensive players I could maybe take over him here. Uh, it's, you know, it's tough to say, but the way this has panned out for the Chargers, I don't think I can change this. I can't comfortably change it. I just can't. He is, he's been fantastic yeah. for them, and he has been so, so reliable, and he is everything a team wants out of a number two receiver, and that's because he acts like a number one when he needs to, right? Yeah, I I think, I mean, he was definitely, he is definitely the best wide receiver taken in the first round of this draft. Yeah. So, down. so I you can't I, in my eyes you can't replace the pick because even like, if you were to substitute him with a wide receiver, you would have to you would have to look in the second and third rounds because yep. I mean these first rounders aren't. Brutal. Like you said, Corey <laughs> Davis went five, and then there someone later down in the top yep. ten. We'll talk oh, about yeah, in a minute here. I'm not going to spoil him. it. I can't wait to get but, him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I agree. I I like the pick. I like keeping him. I mean, he's he's worked out real real well for them. Yeah. Credit to you, Chargers. Credit to you. Good work, Mike Williams. You know, not not a reach after all. I think very. A very good pick, and with that, you're into Carolina's poster child who has played no football over the last year. I mean, yeah. some, some, but not not much. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say I'm sticking with the pick here. Christian McCaffrey no. running back out of Stanford, uh, everyone. Guess, it's it's recency bias that makes me say no way. It really is. Cause right. He, he was – I mean, he has been phenomenal. His track really? record has been phenomenal. Oh, so frustrating. It is, and this then is it's year, just right? like he can't stay healthy. <laughs> no, this is not we, his we year. Hope, bro, we hope. He can't stay healthy. He cannot. Yeah. It's it's brutal. It's become a problem. Yep. Has and not played 16 games since 2019, and I know he got into McCaffrey in a past episode too when I believe our fantasy running backs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I just, I mean, with – Leonard Fournette already off the board, you know, keeping him at with the Jags. I mean, you I mean, obviously if you look at the back at the at the running back talent, you know, later in yeah, this draft, touching the second round for sure. Yeah, there's there's still some there's some gems back there, but Christian McCaffrey was I mean, I'm sticking with the pick. Sure. You know, I just you can't not pick him. I think arguably he could even go higher in the draft. He could have like I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean he was he was third overall in voting for offensive player of the year in twenty nineteen. And that, that really wasn't that far away. And he the only people he finished behind were Lamar Jackson and Michael Thomas and Michael Thomas's like record shattering year with the 149 receptions, 1700 yards and nine touchdowns, right? So that's some great company. He actually had uh, more votes than Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson that year who also had uh, you know some great some great performances out there each 4000 yeah. yards, great TD to in- interception ratios. So McCaffrey 
it feels like he has not played football in five years, but he was putting up amazing performances for the first three years of his career in 17, 18, and 19. So I, I think you're absolutely right to stick with that pick, you know, even with the pain that <laughs> Christian McCaffrey has, you know, had to not only endure himself, but that all, all the fans of him have had to endure uh, as well. So yeah, McCaffrey at eight, I, I don't, I don't hate it at all. He was he was a great pick, you know, and we we wish we wish him a healthy season this upcoming year, right? That's that's yes, all. Have that's fun all we with can Baker say. Mayfield, Baker McCaffrey, DJ Moore, the new trifecta of the NFL, and maybe <laughs> Sam Darnold, and maybe if Sam he beats Darnold. out Baker, <laughs> probably not, but maybe Sam Darnold, <laughs> and yeah, who knows? I, I imagine them being. I could see the coaching getting really toxic like it was with Tua and Fitzpatrick where it's like, oh, Baker, you're playing bad? Here, Darnold. Oh, Darnold, you're playing bad? Here, put Baker, you know, not letting them actually play it out and learn. Uh, So we'll see. The Carolina, they're another – they could be a four-win team. They could be a ten-win team. I have no clue what's going to happen with them because they, on paper, are actually not that bad as as the team seems. But – yeah. The, co- the coaching is in question, and the you know the chemistry is definitely in question as well. So Carolina, you, mean, you don't like Matt Rule? I love Matt Rule, and I hate that he's so bad at coaching. I really <laughs> do. I, 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 I'm so frustrated. Like I loved Matt Rule at Baylor. I loved that he got an NFL job, but man, it's just not worked <laughs> out. And yeah. and Carolina was far yeah. from a amazing franchise when he got there, so it's definitely not all on him, but he is... Oh, man. You want to root for him, and then he says something stupid in an interview, or he, or he just coaches, <laughs> makes a horrible coaching decision in the middle of a game, and their draft picks are... Uh, yeah, their draft history the last couple of years is a, is a bit questionable as well. Uh, so... Yeah, Matt Rule, I love you, man. Come on the show, come talk to us, because we both love you, and like we want to figure out what's going on. We want to, we want to yeah. be here for you. We want, <laughs> we want to help. Yeah, you only until the Falcons get good again. But after that, listen, you can have the division. I don't really care, <laughs> I, but I don't care. But it's, but when the Falcons get good, you got to go somewhere else. You got to go away. Yep, that's that's. That leads us into number nine here, a, yeah. a Super Bowl runner-up, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, number nine overall. I remember watching so many highlights of this player because I was still very young in my football, like, you know, really paying attention to all the details. I was very young into my analytical stages still, we'll call it. So I thought because he ran the fastest 40-yard dash in uh, NFL Combine history – that he was a bona fide superstar. Um, he let me read his career career stats here. He has sixty catches for nine hundred fifty seven yards and eleven touchdowns. Uh, that is five years after he was drafted. So safe to say, a big fat bust. And that is my boy John Ross, wide receiver out of Washington. Watch his college highlights. Watch his combine highlights. Uh, but stop there because. Man, so freaking fast. And I remember he tried to blame his un, his not success, his unsuccessfulness on the Bengals. And I know he went somewhere else for, for a year. And, 
Oh, let me see if I can remember or find where he went here. Yeah, he went to the Giants. Uh, went to the Giants 2021, and he played 10 games, had 11 catches for 200 yards and a touchdown. So overall, I'm going to say bust for John Ross. I have no love left. I'm sorry, my guy. I, I used it all too early. And if I'm the Bengals redrafting here, What's what was really questionable in their Super Bowl? Their their defense, right? And uh, who was getting clowned on in their Super Bowl? Eli Apple, right? Because Eli Apple, how much, how much crap was he talking before, uh, before yeah. the Super Bowl? And then he got clowned on two touchdowns on his head, uh, in the Super Bowl. So real tough to see from Eli Apple. So I'm gonna go reach down into the 27th pick here. Sorry, Buffalo. I'm gonna take Tredavious White number nine nice. uh, for the Bengals because nice. that would solve all of their problems from this year and you wouldn't be sacrificing anything. It's not like the movies where you go back in time and change something and that messes up the future because if Tredavious White was with the Bengals, they may have even been competitive a year earlier. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who, yeah. who knows? But uh, yeah, they still to this day need corner help bad. So uh, we will we will move Tre'Davious White up to number nine. I'm honest. I honestly think it's a little low for Tre'Davious White with his career. Me too. Uh, yeah. But we've honestly this was a pretty strong draft here. So uh, with that, Bob, I'm going to send you to number ten here. And since you already took him number two, you're going to have to change this pick. You got the Kansas City Chiefs at number ten. Yeah. Um, see, this one gets tough because you know, sitting there at number twelve. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: we're, I mean, we're not going to get to him, but yeah. is Deshaun Watson? Um, he went to the Texans at twelve, so I could good. easily, <laughs> I could easily do a little plug and play, and you know, instead of Patty Mahomes, use Deshaun. But Deshaun's not on my good side right now. So I'm trying to keep that in mind, and then I'm thinking, you know, I mean, what it, what do the Chiefs like? What I mean, do they, they, they need? Still had they Alex don't... Smith. They they were still a you know wild card, like pushing for the division team. Like they were they were still competitive because this they drafted Mahomes, and Mahomes did not touch the field for his first year. Right, uh, so and were... so let me get you their record so you can visualize it. Let me see the 2017. Kansas City Chiefs were nine and six. So, and they lost in the wild card to the Titans. Oh my gosh, I remember that. That's when Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass off someone's helmet, and he caught yeah. his own pass for a touchdown. That's one of the coolest touchdowns I've ever seen in my life. Uh, if you haven't, please, please, I'm begging you, at home, Google Marcus Mariota you know self touchdown something like that Mariota wild card touchdown anything along those lines and and you will see how crazy that <laughs> that that was but uh yeah so you're a wild card team Bob you're a wild card team you want best available here I think cuz you know you moms right, didn't touch right. the field so so who 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 do you think in here number 10 now I think I want to go defense I'm not exactly like sure yep. who who were their corners at the time? So I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it anyways. I would probably take Marlon Humphrey here. I like that at yep. ten. I you know I like you you look around and you see like I mean you see some other talent. You see Adoree Jackson yep. uh, went to the Titans down at eighteen. 
Um, but I think Humphrey is probably it's it's pretty it's pretty slim picking since you went and grabbed Trey White already, yep. and yeah. So I would say Humphrey Humphrey would probably be that that would be my pick. Yeah, I like it. That, that rounds out our ten there, and that gives the Chiefs a, a bet. You know, that's a that'd be Humphrey and, and Matthew together. So right, that that's be a who dynamic yeah. dynamic little duo there, uh, as well as Sorensen and Sorensen's playing for the Saints this coming year, so that could be scary. Actually, he's amazing. Uh, that guy's annoying. Yeah, he's very annoying. He's all over the <laughs> place. At every you know, you're like, how is he over there now? Wait, what? How did he get over there? <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, he's very interesting for sure. But I think that's a, I think that's a great top ten. We got what Miles Garrett number one to Cleveland. We got Patrick Mahomes number two to Chicago. Imagine Mahomes in a Chicago jersey. I don't know if I can. That feels too That'd weird. That so weird. <laughs> it yeah. feels weird. We got uh, TJ Watt number three to San Francisco. TJ Watt, Nick Bosa. That could be crazy. Uh, Leonard Fournette staying in Jacksonville, uh, and in this alternate universe, we're going to say everyone is happy and there is no drama, and the Jaguars have won three Super Bowls by the recording of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're going to say the Tennessee Titans, number five. They, oh my gosh, who did I switch Corey Davis out with? I, oh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, number five. We're going to keep Jamal Adams with the Jets, another alternate universe where they're Everyone's happy, no drama, and the Jets lose the wild card playoff game three years in a row. You know, sorry, sorry, but it's you know it's it's bound to happen. And uh, then we got Mike Williams staying with the Chargers at number seven. We got Christian McCaffrey staying at the Panthers at number eight. We again wish for a healthy Christian McCaffrey season. He is he is still young. He's still so young. Like this man. He is he's what, twenty six, twenty seven? Like McCaffrey has has years left on him. Like if he can just stay healthy here, yeah, he's twenty six, uh, and he's already had his birthday this year, so he's he can still make a comeback. I wanna see a Christian McCaffrey comeback for, for him. You know, I I, I wanna see it because he was amazing for so long. Uh and then to just fall off the last two seasons, it's tragic. Um then we're gonna go Cincinnati number nine, Tredavious White. And number 10, we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking Marlon Humphrey. I'd say that's a pretty solid top 10 there, Bob. Yeah, I agree. I like, you know, yeah, I I think it's just crazy to think about T.J. Watt went 30th. He went all yeah, 30th 30, to 3. 30th Remove overall T.J. Watt. Like, let me name some players that went ahead of T.J. Watt in the first round to, at Holmes. And I'm going to name players that you will not be able to name. First, my right. favorite player, Charles Harris. The Dolphins took Charles Harris, and I was <laughs> so mad and so confused. But now he's actually he did pretty well for the Lions last year. He's having a you know coming back, which you know proud of him. But that was a horrible draft pick at the time for what the Dolphins could have got in T.J. Watt, obviously, uh, <laughs> even a Taco Charlton uh, there. But yeah, Charles Harris. You've got Garyon Conley. Who? You've got, you know, <laughs> Takaris McKinley. Bob, you can speak to him on for a second. Takaris McKinley. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. I was excited. I was so excited for Tack McKinley. And then I, I he he had his he had his green hair and everything. He looked super cool. <laughs> Garbage. He's terrible. <laughs> we got Gerard Davis in Detroit. Uh maybe selling insurance nowadays. I'm not sure. Uh you know, we got 
Garrett Bowles, Denver tackle. Mm. Uh, I yeah, I, I don't know. Garrett don't Bowles. Know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is, <laughs> is he good? Maybe he's good. Maybe we're slandering him for no reason. Let's see. Okay, he's still playing. He's he's still starting for the Broncos. So hey, Garrett, credit to you, my brother. Six five three hundred. Uh, you know we've got who else went in front? OJ Howard. Who OJ Howard? I think is good, really good, but he just can't stay yeah. healthy. So yeah, and he also, I mean, you know, he had to compete with like Rob Gronkowski last season. I think, but I think yep. he was also injured as well. So yeah, you know, we'll see what happens with OJ Howard. But yeah, Jabril Peppers, who I actually loved at Michigan. Oh, I, loved, I loved him in the NFL, but uh, yeah, the Browns or no, it was the Giants. I think traded him right. Or yeah, was yeah. I was thinking about taking Peppers with that tenth pick. Honestly, I was. Oh, it, I it, was, it crossed too. my mind. Cleveland traded crossed him to mind. the Giants, and now he's doing pretty well at the Giants. Yeah, I believe. He, so yeah. Credit to Jabril Peppers. I love him. Um, but yeah, moral of the story: T.J. Watt went thirtieth overall, and Mitchell Trubisky went second. And we love Mitch. We wish him the best in Pittsburgh, but. You know, I, I don't. I don't. You think, can't take him. Yeah, I, you can't take him all. You could way, argue taking T.J. Watt over you know Miles Garrett here at number one. So there yeah. is there is plenty of discussion to be had on on the amount of players that were taken ahead of him. And you know, last piece I'll say here in this 2017 draft, I want to give an honorable mention to the second round of running backs: Dalvin Cook in the second round, Joe Mixon in the second round. Like, man, that's. Those are two starters right there, you know, day one starters, plug and play, uh, and they're both fantasy superstars too. Yeah, fantasy superstars as well. Joe Mixon was just in the Super Bowl just this last year, so you know, shout out to him, shout out to Alvin Kamara in the third round to New Orleans. Like, what a steal! What an absolute yeah. steal! So, shout out to the running backs of 2017. I'll always shout the running backs out if I can because I'm biased and I love running backs. So that is uh, all I will say on on that one and i think that's a pretty successful episode there bob how you feeling yeah i think you know uh you want to finish with a one last segment we gotta we're gonna bring back this or that yeah i, I think uh, i think the fans the fans are however many listeners are very oh, few listeners of, i got hundreds thanks of mom for listening DMs, hundreds of text <laughs> yeah. dms about bringing back this or that so if you guys listened last week we introduced a segment at the end of the show for fun, but we have now realized it would be a great way to cap off the show because it was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> so yeah. we, we enjoyed doing it, and we're going to run it here where me and Bob present a unique situation to each other with NFL players involved. That is now the only bracket that we're putting on it is NFL players will be involved, and any situation is free roam here. So... Bob, I, I will let you feed me your situation first. What do we want to end on with your this or that here? My this or that is, would you rather have the hands of Julio Jones with the speed of an O-lineman or the speed of Tariq Hill with the hands of an O-lineman? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of O-lineman disrespect Dude, right here. <laughs> give me Tariq's speed. I want to fly around. I want, yeah. I want to be... I want to be zipping around. I want to know how it you're feels just not to go sure if you can fast. catch anything though. Yeah, I don't know if I'll catch anything, but you know, I'll, I can I can beat my brother in a race, so that counts for something. Uh, okay. So, so I'll I'll take it, and you, you never you know, you never know when you might need some speed, right? Speed can always come in handy. I don't I don't know if I'll always be catching anything. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about I don't know. Yeah, I'm Actually, thinking about like the more I think about it, the more situations I'm put in where it's like toss me the keys, toss me that bottle of water, and like imagine just being able to catch anything at any time, like Hulu. <laughs> that would be electric. Uh, I gotta stay with the speed though. I have to. Well, I have to. toe tap every <laughs> once in a while. Toe tapping in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I love yeah. That. I'll stick with speed, but that actually got more intriguing the more I thought about it. So I like it. <laughs> All right, and I will feed you my this or that now to close us off here. You have to invite either one of these players to your son's third birthday party. He is turning three years old, and you have to invite one of these two players. You either have to invite Marshawn Lynch, or you have to invite. George Kittle. Who do you think is going to be the better time? Marshawn Lynch, 100%. Oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. I love Kittle. No disrespect, but Marshawn Lynch, he'd show up with a whole yeah, limo he, full oh, of Skittles for your kid. It'd be great. <laughs> speaking of Skittles, did you hear about Skittles? I think they got banned. What? Yeah. My parents were telling me about it today. I think – shout out mom and dad. I think that they – uh, they've been banned apparently over in the UK for years, and the FDA has been what? like ignoring some of the this like so, something about the the dye in them oh, cause, the can cause dye. cancer. Yeah, yeah. I don't even dye. know if it's red dye. All red, I know is red that forty. I think. I th- I think they're getting pulled from shelves. So you know, maybe I don't want Marshawn Lynch pulling up with Skittles pouring <laughs> maybe, out of the out of the thing for my three year old son. M and M's, all but, right. All right. <laughs> You know, he can he can bring, you know, up he's probably got pony he's probably I mean, he's a crazy man. He can probably he probably has a pony guy. He could probably bring I don't know. Yeah, you know, he come whipping in the in the gator or whatever, the field Oh, the it, little field cart. Yeah, the yes, <laughs> yes. ghost ride in the field cart. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, he would give Lynch. rides around the neighborhood in his little field cart. He's, he's that'd be fun. He's pure entertainment. I love. It. Let's see. So yeah. here it is. Here it is. Beginning August seventh, food manufacturers in Europe won't be able to use titanium dioxide, a color additive, but that doesn't mean the ingredient is toxic to humans. Well, it must mean something if they're banning it. So maybe it's not. Listen, toxic. I just heard it from. But that, that was just. Oh no, you know. I'm. I I'm I'm with it. I've I've heard this my whole life about you know food coloring and dyes not right. being good for you in large amounts. But you know if you really love Skittles out there, you keep eating them. Maybe they'll even take it out and keep just making Skittles without that ingredient. Right? Uh, that'd be nice of them. Very probably would taste the same. Yeah, very. That'd be considerate of them to to do that. So <laughs> uh, yeah, you know everyone keep uh christian mccaffrey and skittles in your prayers tonight both uh to come out on the healthier end of things and uh we will wrap this episode here and as always thank you guys for listening it was we're really getting close to football season here we got the hall of fame game on thursday which is you know a lot of you you roll your eyes it's just preseason. But I think it'll be exciting because the Jaguars are playing, and the only starter who's guaranteed a starting spot on the Jaguars, I feel like, is Trevor Lawrence. So I think we're going to see a lot of players in the rotation for Jacksonville that get to have a chance at making that starting roster. So I'm excited. Maybe we'll get some Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, or maybe they'll sit out because they don't want to risk it, which I understand. But 
we're coming so close to football, guys, and we're we're excited to get back to to two two episodes a week and get more and more creative content out there for you. Yep, and I think that wraps us up, Kurt. So Absolutely. we will see you guys uh, hopefully next week. I'll, I'll be on vacation next week, so maybe Kurt will we'll try and get another one out here next week. And if I'm not on it, I'm sure Kurt. We'll have somebody, a, a guest star on it as well. So Yeah, but yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Sounds we'll good. We'll see you guys next week. Instagram and Twitter, as always, The Kurt and Bob Show. You can find us, Kurt Bob Show, The Kurt Bob Show, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. And, uh, yeah, we will have this episode up on Spotify and YouTube for you. So thank you guys so much, and everyone have a good one. See you next time.